This is the best of daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information, go to believerstogether.com. Grab your Bible and turn to the book of Acts. We're in chapter 4, and we're going to pick it up in verse 8 today. And as you're turning there, just a little background here. The apostles Peter and John had come across this crippled man there at the gate beautiful of the temple. That man thought he was going to receive some alms, but instead he received a healing. And he was able to walk for the first time in his life at the miraculous hand of Peter and John through the power of of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Now, all the people that were gathered around there wanted to know what uh, this was all about. And so they began to tell them of Jesus and the resurrection. Sadducees, ever so faithful to show up at these moments, the religious leaders of the time, they they show up, uh, put their hands on Peter and John, throw them uh, in jail overnight uh, because they want this preaching to stop. And then they bring them out in the morning and begin to question them about this miraculous event, a miraculous event that nobody could argue had actually occurred. So verse 8, it says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel. So Peter here. Now, this is the key. It says he was, quote, filled with the Holy Spirit. So Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, now begins to preach once again. And it's almost like the guy can't help himself. Uh, And maybe filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, one could suppose that he can't. Now note the word used here in this description before we go any further. Because the word that they choose to record this event, it is the word filled. Now that's a precise word. And in its beautiful simplicity, it describes the power with which Peter is now going to speak. Now notice too that Peter clearly hadn't had time to prepare any notes for this rather spontaneous message, but man, that didn't stop him. He's going to cut loose anyway. And furthermore, he doesn't waste any time getting to the point, as we're going to see. He addresses these men specifically and fearlessly. Back in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, verses 12 through 15, we read this, kind of describing uh, the, the context of this event. That passage in Luke says, But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and will persecute you, delivering you up to synagogues and prisons, bringing you before kings and governors for my name's sake. It will turn out as a testimony for you. Settle it therefore in your hearts not to meditate beforehand how to answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to withstand or contradict. So who's the I there in that passage in Luke? Well, none other than Jesus Christ himself. So Jesus had already prepared these guys for this coming day. And just as all prophecy that Jesus spoke, this is coming true now. And now they find themselves here trusting upon God to step up and save the day. Verse 9. If we... Are examined today, Peter says, concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, may it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, this man stands here before you whole. He is a stone which was regarded as worthless by you, the builders, which has become the head of the corner. 
There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that is given among men by which we must be saved. Now let us take note of the context of Peter's message. There's no deep theological apologetics here. There's no arguing over, you know, denominational discrepancies. Just Jesus, Jesus crucified, resurrected, and the singular path to salvation. Peter gives credit where credit is due. And it's not himself, and it's not John, but it's squarely upon Jesus Christ. This bold declaration was given by, you know, that same man who we know earlier denied Jesus three times in one evening. Now, how can that be? How can this be the same guy? Well, there's only really one explanation. Peter was now filled with the very Spirit of God. Now it was no longer just Peter, but Peter under God's direct control that was stepping up to the plate. Peter did not flinch when declaring the very narrow path. He says there is salvation in no one else. Now, this is a mark for us in a world that still seeks that rather broad road. Mankind, you see, wants options. Yet, ironically, nowhere else do we see that kind of logic. I mean, if they found a cure for cancer today, would we complain if there was only one? Verse 13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and they had perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. They recognized that they had been with Jesus. Notice again here that it was not Peter or John's overt, educated philosophies that impressed these guys. This was not an expensive suit-wearing preacher with Rolex and high hair. This was just some uneducated Galilean fisherman who really only had one thing going for him, and that was that he had been with Jesus, and they knew it. It was more than just what he said, gang. It was the boldness in his proclamation. There was no longer any fear in this apostle for perfect love had cast out all of his fear, 1 John 4, 18 tells us. Those that were present, they saw something in Peter and John that defied their senses. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit BelieversTogether.com.